SLB Radio in Pittsburgh presents From There to Here Stories of men and women born in other countries who now live in Pittsburgh I was born in Zambia In Chile Taiwan I moved to the U.S. from Iran when I was 11 years old In Turkey, military service is compulsory Every young man has to serve, and there is no age limit. You cannot run away from it. When I was growing up, (laughs) my mom's parents um, lived with us in the same house. It's very common in Ukraine, and my dad's parents... The good part of being an immigrant is that you meet people from all over the world which are in the same situation as you. On this episode, Joyce McGill. Joyce is from Ireland. She talks about the fun parts of her upbringing in a rural town and the strict school system. Joyce came to Pittsburgh with her husband when he began a research program. Here's Joyce's story. My name is Joyce Elizabeth McGill. I was born in Limerick City, Ireland, which is in the southwest of the country of Ireland. I came originally in 1962. There were parts of Ireland that did not have electricity. My husband grew up in a very rural part of Northern Ireland, and he had to study by candlelight. Well, my grandparents, they had a small farm, and in their fireplace they would burn peat, or turf as we called it, and that was what they cooked on. There was just one big fireplace, and there was no running water in the home, but they would carry water from the well, which is across the road, and so life was a little little harder for people then. I grew up in the suburbs of the city. When I was growing up, it was rural. There was a lot of country areas. I went to school when I was three because you could go to school when you could count to ten and you could say the alphabet. And my brother was five and he didn't like to go alone, so I went with him. The educational system is different By the age of 12, then you take an exam, and depending on how you do in that exam, whether you go on to higher learning or technical training, so it's a different system. You don't stay in school automatically the way you do here. And another difference in schools in Ireland is when I was growing up, you went to school with children that were the same religion as you were. Oh, the teachers were strict too, and you could be sent to the corner. You'd be sent to stand in the corner if you spoke when you shouldn't, which wasn't very fun. I did. (laughs) Yes, I did spend some time in the corner. I had a very happy childhood. I had an elder brother, Trevor. He was two years older than I was, and I had a younger brother, Ken. And he was four years younger than I was. We used to go cycling every Thursday afternoon and go into a farmer's field and have a picnic. I also was a a brownie and I was a, a Girl Scout as well. We used to play in our garden and played netball. I also played field hockey. Every child played field hockey. And there was a local convent school, which was girls were girls only. I used to play against them. The boys weren't allowed to come into the convent grounds, so they could stand at the gate and cheer for us, but they weren't allowed to come in. But we used to wear white shirts, navy shorts, red knee socks. 
if you grow up in Ireland, you have to learn the native language, which is Gaelic. And if you don't pass your Gaelic exam, then you fail all your exam. So you have to learn Gaelic. We had to practice a lot. Um, so my brothers and I would speak in Gaelic. So and, we, and when we said grace, we would say it in Gaelic. Or in the morning when we went to school, the teacher would say, Cunas Thotu which means, how are you? And we as children would reply, I'm very well, thank you. English was our first language. Gaelic was our second language. You know, I didn't, we didn't speak Gaelic all the time. There are areas in Ireland where they speak Gaelic only, in the west coast of Ireland and in the southwest. And there, the road signs and everything are in Gaelic. So it's very difficult if you're visiting that part of the country, if you don't know Gaelic, to know where you're going. My friend and I, we drove around Ireland in a Volkswagen, you know, the little car, and we slept in the car in the evening at night time. And then we traveled to the next place and we traveled around. Ireland is not a very big country. It is only 200 miles across by 300 miles up and down. So it would fit into the state of Pennsylvania. Yes, I mean, the history of Ireland is very difficult because part of it is under the British government. The six counties in the north of Ireland are under the British government and the other 26 counties are, run, are governed by Dublin. We have a different flag. Religion plays a very important part in Ireland, which is a sad part of the history. I was not at all affected by the troubles, which really were in the six counties in the north, but I was very aware of it. I trained to be a sick children's nurse, and then after that I went to general nursing, and I took care of children in the north of Ireland. And when I was doing my nursing training, I met my husband, who was at Queen's University in Belfast, and we fell in love, and that was that. It was during the polio epidemic. The vaccine hadn't been used, so it was sad to see many teenagers that got polio and were put into iron lungs, and as a nurse I would have to feed them. They just had their head out, the rest of them were in an iron lung, which just helped them to breathe. So it was wonderful when the vaccine was developed here in Pittsburgh by Dr. Salk. I came to the United States because my husband came to do research at Mellon Institute, which is now Carnegie Mellon University. When I became a citizen, I had to go to London. I didn't have to take a test, but I had to show a record from the police to say that I had been a good citizen and I had never been a criminal in any way. Uh, my first thoughts about America when I was growing up were cowboys and Indians. I used to think that that was what America was all about, but I soon learned that there was very more important things than that. Well, when I traveled to the U.S., uh, we came by ship. The ship left Southampton in England, and it stopped on the southern coast of Ireland. And that was where you had to go out on a tender, which is a small boat that takes you out to the main ship. And then it took us five days to come from Ireland to New York. I had never been away from home for any length of time, but I uh, realized that people here were very friendly 
and I had some wonderful neighbors, and they used to invite my husband and I and our little daughter for picnics uh, into their back garden, and they would cook out, and we'd have things like hot dogs, which I'd never had before, and hamburgers, I had never eaten those before, and corn on the cob, I had never had that. So there were a lot of things I had to learn. The first thing I do when I go to Ireland is I have some Irish bacon. What you have, the little piece of skinny little piece of bacon, that is called streaky bacon in Ireland, and that is really inferior quality. So that would be joined on to the pork chop end, so it's a much larger slice. Uh, really good. If I was at home, I would have Irish bacon with egg and probably toast and porridge, which would be you call oatmeal. And I would have tea. I drink more tea than, than coffee. Very occasionally we would drink coffee. Most times we drink tea. I like the American way of life now. And of course, my children and my grandchildren are growing up here. So that makes it a very special country for me now. We were able to go back every year in the summertime. It's wonderful to go back to the familiar places that I knew when I was growing up. This episode is based on an interview conducted by Emily, Giovanna, and Micah from Winchester Thurston School. To learn more about SLB Radio, visit slbradio.org.